How's it going today, guys? Back in here for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Uh, today is March 30th, 2018, Friday. Friday, we just got done with the first day of baseball yesterday. It was a great day of baseball. Got to give a big shout-out to my Braves. Um, love seeing what we did. Mark Hagas had that walk-off home run. Honestly, we looked awful the whole game. Tehran pitched a decent game till he imploded in the sixth. I mean, did not look good. Then Mark Hagas changed the game in the ninth. I mean, in the eighth inning, we got a little rally together. You know, it was fun to watch, man. Not a lot happened at the beginning of the game, but we pulled it together at the end. It was a good game to watch. You know, I don't think these Braves are going to make the playoffs by any means, but I think they'll be fun to watch for a while, and I think we're going to play some decent baseball at the beginning of the season, kind of like we did last year, then drop off as the season continues. So we'll see what happens there. I'm really excited for Acuna to come up, but let's get into it. It's March Madness Eve, basically. Tomorrow we got the big games. And before I get into the games and talk about them, I want to talk about what got these teams here, and that's veteran leadership. Veteran leadership is what takes you deep in these tournaments. Now, y'all know I'm a big believer that coaching wins championship and not players, and I think LeBron's the only exception to that statement, but a lot of these teams that get bounced, like Virginia, for example, Tony Bennett won AP Coach of the Year, and he deserved it, and I mean, he was a great coach. He only lost one game in the ACC, which is amazing to me that he turns around and loses that first round game to UMBC, but I mean... He's a great coach, and he didn't have a lot of one-and-dones, which really makes it weird to me. But when I look at these great coaches that get bounced, it's the ones with all the one-and-dones. Like Kansas, they have Devontae Graham and all those other guys they've had around for forever, and they just outplayed Duke and beat him. I mean, it was a great game. That was the best game of the tournament. I mean, a big thing, though, was that was that block call on Wendell Carter that fouled him out, and Azenbuki was able to stay in the game with four fouls down the stretch and dominate because, I mean, he played well the whole game is the reason why Kansas was even in that game. So, I mean, I just have to give a shout-out to Bill Self for being such a great coach and all these coaches that are left. I mean, these teams get there without the one-and-dones now. Kansas has had a few one-and-dones, and so has Michigan, but, I mean, these teams are teams that are led by veteran players, and that's what you need in the tournament. I mean, Villanova's led by the by the now player, Naismith Player of the Year and Jalen Brunson. I mean, a guy that I've said plays an NBA backcourt with Mikkel Bridges, who's a lottery pick, and, I mean, they're both veterans. They're both juniors. So, I mean, all these teams are led by juniors and seniors. Michigan is, too, with Abdur Rahman. Uh, Mo Wagner is a sophomore, I believe, or a junior, but I mean, he's older still. I mean, these teams are red, led by older players, which is what you want in March Madness. You don't see teams like Kentucky or Duke really making it deep that much because these young kids don't have the um, they don't have the experience of playing in March Madness. I mean, there's a lot of it that goes into the experience. Jalen Brunson and Bridges both played on the national championship team for Villanova. They have experience. These guys have been deep, and I just think that's what's going to stick out to help these teams out. Um, Players who've been in the tournament before know how to handle it. They know how to recover quick. They know how to bounce back quick and get ready to play another game two days later. I mean, I just think it's one of the biggest things in college basketball is having that experience. I mean, these one-and-done teams, they, they'll they get upset earlier. I mean, they'll make it to the second weekend, but that second weekend is really where the experience kicks in, and that's what you saw from Kansas, Villanova, and Michigan. I mean, Lyle Chicago, though, had a lot of veterans, and they're well-coached, too. I mean, it's a team that's played together basically for four years, and, I mean, it's showing how well the chemistry looks out there. Teams that play together one year, I mean, yeah, you develop chemistry, but you don't develop the chemistry like these teams have, so I'm real impressed by these teams, and I'm excited to see what happens. My um, personally, I think both these games will be very close games, and I'm picking the dogs in both games. I'm going Loyola Chicago plus five, Kansas plus five and a half. Personally, I think Michigan is going to play Villanova in the championship game, and I think Villanova is going to win that game. I picked Villanova in my bracket to win it all, and I've been telling you all for a hot minute that I think they're the best team in March Madness, but I'm going with the dogs. I don't think that Lyle Chicago is going to get beat badly, and honestly, I think they could still win the game, and I mean, 
I think that Villanova is better, a lot better than Kansas, but I mean, you can't count Kansas out in a game like this with a coach like Bill Self. I've seen him hundreds of times go into games and pull out big wins. I mean, he's a big time coach, and big time coaches make big time wins. So, I mean, I would go with the dogs if I were y'all. You're getting a lot of points in your favor in both those games, both those matchups, and I really think both these teams, no matter what happens, will play these games close and potentially pull out upsets. So, pick the underdogs in these games. Um, before I move to lightning round, real quick. With my boy, y'all know how much I love Isaiah Thomas. I love the underdogs like Isaiah Thomas, players who are good, but people don't think are as good because of height or whatever or whatnot. But I mean, Isaiah Thomas, you're a beast, man. You've been counted out. Um, I'm glad he's finally gotten the recognition he needs. Y'all know about that. I'm not going to continue on with that. But basically, he's getting hip surgery, and so the Lakers have said they want to have them back. I personally think it's one of the best moves out there for IT. But another move that I really, really like is IT to Detroit, and that's because Detroit has a lot of good players in their nucleus like Blake Griffin, like Andre Drummond, like Stanley Johnson, who can all play excellent defense, which is really what you need with a guy like Isaiah Thomas. I mean, Isaiah Thomas can't help it. He's defensive liability, but he's the kind of guy that can go out there and average 28, 25 points a night for you and get buckets for you. I think Detroit has the perfect kind of team built and that a star like IT could come in there and run the show, score a lot of points, have guys to dish the ball to, have help around him, and have defensive players on the floor to make up for his lack of ability to play defense and I think it's a great fit and if you're Detroit to pair him with Blake Griffin I mean those are two stars right there and almost two unwanted stars that you could pair together and it will mean it'll make you automatically a contender in the in the east we know how weak the uh, East is. So, I mean, why not go there, IT? Why not go to Detroit? Why not offer them the max if you're Detroit? Build your team up a little bit. I mean, have a good season. I think it would be big time for Detroit, and I think he'd fit well. So, I think that's the move the Pistons need to make right there to push themselves into the top four in the East. But let's move to today's lightning round. And for today's lightning round, it started off, Kevin Durant got ejected in his first game back last night. I mean, personally, I think he was just tired of getting his butt kicked by the Bucks last night. The Bucks looked good, man. They Pulled out the big W. I think he just didn't want to get dunked on and have to guard Giannis and deal with him anymore, which I can't blame you, Katie. It's got to be rough out there as one of the only four stars playing when you got all those guys around you. So it's kind of funny to watch KD get ejected for the fifth time this season. I mean, KD, his mom's even told him that he needs to control his temper a little bit, but I think he'll be fine. Uh, next up, T. Lou's back tonight. I mean, once again, guys, T. Lou to me is not a real coach. It really doesn't make any difference if he's there or not. LeBron's the coach of the team. I don't think he'll be an NBA head coach once he's no longer coaching LeBron. So he's back, though. I know the Cavs are happy to have him back. And the last thing I want to talk about is Le'Veon Bell's contract. I saw he wants the same contract Antonio Brown has, $17.5 million. And a lot of you might think that's outrageous, but personally, if I'm the Steelers, you got to pay him. I mean, Bell's one of the few guys that you can turn around and just hand the ball to him the whole game, and he can dominate an entire game for you. We've seen him do it. He can catch the ball. He does a lot more things than just run it. I mean, he's the most patient runner in the league. He's the most one-of-a-kind. The way that he keeps his feet moving and watches for the hole open up and then just gashes the hole up is something that I've never seen before and something that I applaud him for. I mean, I think Le'Veon, he's probably my second favorite running back behind Freeman. He's one of my favorites to watch, so... I mean, if you're the Steelers, you got to go pay Bell. I don't care what you think about how running backs are um, expendable and whatnot. I mean, you got to go pay the man, pay him, Pittsburgh. But that concludes today's podcast. I probably won't come to y'all again till possibly before the Final Four, definitely after the championship. So we'll see what happens there, but just keep listening, guys. I'll be on spring break next week, so there won't be a podcast every day, but I'm going to get y'all as much information as I can. So y'all take it easy. Have a good weekend. 
Follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. Look for my locks of the day. I already locked it in today with Thunder. Uh, I think it was minus three and a half. So definitely a good pick right there. I'll see you guys. Have a good week.